Get that energy up, man. Come on. Hi, welcome to WTF Animate, the show that I hate everything. It's Joe and Travis live with you in the morning at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's a good bit. (laughs) Okay, let's do this. Episode 49 of WTF Anime, the show powered by Google Translate and knocked out in about a long evening. I'm Zebby, your host, Joe, and joining me is Travis. Oh, buddy. <laughs> what we got now? How are you doing, Travis? Just to steal that from you. You know, have you ever heard the phrase, never stop, never stopping? <laughs> I feel like that's what this anime is powered by. Not talents. Or creativity, just never stop, never stopping. That is what we've got here today. Also, uh, thanks, Lou. You suggested this to us. Uh, everybody, uh, Lou is a mostly good person, but I'm starting to reevaluate. <laughs> Fuck you, Lou. It's never the one you suspect. Lou is a lovely human being, but he loves inflicting pain on us. Everybody loves... I think it's me. I'm just the big fucking voodoo doll. We're like, ah, shove another pin in him. Well, (laughs) I didn't want to get into this too much, but there is a track record of guests offering us shows to watch and then you picking the wrong one. Did I pick this? You picked this. (laughs) Why? Why did I do this? You know... I don't think that's on me because I'm, I'm doing blind choice. So, like, it's just I've got bad luck. <laughs> I haven't been educating you properly in, like, terrible anime. I guess we're going to have to go deeper. Oh, please don't. Like, this this has got to be the bottom, right? This, this is the bottom, right? Well. Oh, <laughs> that's rough. We've talked around it enough, so this time we watched episode one of the seminally awful anime, Garzy's Wing. Ah, oh, boy. The biggest challenge for us today is going to be how to talk about this. I mean, seriously, there's nothing going here. Like, it's just exposition all the time. <laughs> Everybody just narrates exactly what you're seeing on frame. Oh, fuck me. I mean, that's that's accurate. So there should be no confusion as we go on and not try to rush through this because I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I have watched this twice. Okay, so here's what I know. There is Lord Chris. He's <laughs> basically time-traveling Trump because he's, <laughs> he's xenophobic and specious. And, um... <laughs> There's a guy that asks his explosives to do what he would like them to. That's what I got for you, man. Many people ask their explosives to do things properly. But speaking of properly, let's let's get into the show. So we have we don't learn his name because he says a lot of names and none of them I can remember. 
But we have Chris, who is going to his high school graduation anniversary? Or, like, I don't know. But his helmet says anal, so... It really does. Like, I think that's supposed to be an R, but it really doesn't look like an R. It He's rocking a motorcycle helmet that's just proudly, like, dead staring you in the eyes. Anal. I mean, that is a, that is a biker that knows what he is about. <laughs> so he he is biking past a shrine, and then a rainbow swan drives into him, and then his soul is separated from his body, and then it falls through a tunnel of multiple worlds with giant women, and then a fairy gets attached to his necklace. Stop me if I've said anything incorrect. You haven't... No, no, I think you're accurate. I mean, it's all bullshit and awful, but everything you said was accurate. The only thing that I would add to this is as he was driving by said shrine before his soul got swanned away, was um, his necklace was vibrating. And he he mentions that his necklace was vibrating. (laughs) You know how you're driving down a road and you're like, dude, my necklace is vibrating. Yeah, yeah, me either. Fuck this show! God damn it! It's like a necklace with bells in it, which they mention several times because it's very important, and he definitely shouldn't ever lose it. Uh, so he falls into the olden times, where a baby unicorn Tarask is terrorizing some slaves. Okay, so far accurate. Yes. Um. I mean, it's nonsensical, but it is accurate. And then all of the escaping slaves start saying, is that Garzi's wing? They do. Uh, no one goes, hey, what the fuck is the naked dude doing here? By the way, he is buck-ass naked. With the anatomy of a Ken doll. Yeah, he, he, they definitely show a lot of crotch shot. And boy, is rocking exactly nothing. <laughs> His crotch is incredibly dull. I mean, no, it's not even boring crotch. It's literally like a Ken doll. <laughs> it's a Ken doll with like a weird pew mass uh, or shadows. I don't know. One of those. <laughs> so there is a tribe of people escaping. They have a name for their tribe. I don't remember. We watched this about 30 minutes ago after procrastinating because none of us wanted to talk about it. Yeah, we showed each other video game trailers because that is way more interesting. Can we talk about the video game trailers instead? Because <laughs> those were lit. <laughs> Not unless we want to do WTF game trailers, and I don't know how much of a market there is for that. I bet you we could find one. <laughs> People speak to us. Do you want to hear us review gaming trailers? <laughs> because anything would be better than this, honestly. Really? I mean, it could be WTF putting cigarettes out on my sack. Um, and I, I, I am way more into that right now than what the fuck I just watched. Okay. Uh, so a lot of exposition happens. 95% of the dialogue are either characters talking about what is going on directly in front of them or exposition. That's the weird thing. Nobody feels like a character. Everybody's just a weird mannequin that narrates. And let's talk about the voice acting. Oh, buddy. (laughs) Because it isn't. (laughs) 
It's not acting at all. You hear how Joe and I are emoting right now? Yeah, strap in, buddies. None of that. Because it's literally the most deadpan thing. Like, there could be this horrible monster that's coming at them, and they're like, ah. Oh, no, a such and such. And then they'll give a description of it. It's attacking him. Also, can we comment? Wait, we're not there yet. Never mind. Never mind. I was going to talk about sharpness, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll Oh, we'll get to sharpness. Oh, we will. The other thing about the voice acting, and we've talked about it a few times, where, like, you know, sometimes it's not the actor's fault, it's the direction they're given. The script doesn't help. Like, you know how a normal po- person... Wow. You know how a normal person talks? Not in this show. No. In fact, you use words that... Oh, I, I mean, it's almost like a clinical version of English. Like a person that learned English as a second language, so they say things more proper than what is proper for day-to-day conversation. Yeah, like it is English the way that no human being that speaks it as a language speaks English. It is the Google Translate of a script. Now, if we could have only gotten it like like a couple of bots to write an episode of this, I think it would have been way better. <laughs> Just watch this a thousand times and you figure it out, bots. I would be more entertained by what I saw there, I think, than what we've got here. Because, oh, god damn. I think that violates one of the laws of robotics. No robot should be submitted to this. It... It's certainly probably a Geneva Convention thing. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, so... Man. (sighs) Oh, Chris. He has wings on his ankles. That's a thing. And he gets a shirt from nowhere. Yeah, like, he's naked for a solid two and a half minutes on screen, and then all of a sudden, shirt. Just, they, they cut away, he's got a shirt. He hasn't been near anyone that had a shirt that he could have taken it from. It's just magic shirt. Fuck it. There's a lot of corpses there. I'm assuming he just, like, took one off a corpse, like, off screen. I don't know if you've ever looted a body, but it ain't it, it ain't like D&D. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> There's work. <laughs> it takes a minute to undress a dead man, okay? <laughs> Hitman has given me an unreasonable expectation of how you dress in someone else's clothes that you just murdered. And it always fits you. Always. Always. Perfect. It looks like it was tailored for your body. (laughs) (laughs) So, they escape. And then whoever was keeping them captive to build a temple, I think they said later, uh, gives chase. They're both giving chase and attacking them. (laughs) I totally missed the temple part. (laughs) I was already starting to tune out at this point. With the bold guy who yells at things, he's like, ah, they were building this temple. This temple that we all know was being built by these slaves. Just so everybody knows, we're not even 10 minutes in yet. Oh, God, no. This is almost 30 minutes long. (laughs) This was about the fourth minute mark. Yeah. Woo. It, It might get a lot quicker. So they start escaping through the marsh. Uh, there are pterodactyl riders. 
the people chasing them talk for a while about how you shouldn't drag horses into a river and then a monster like falls over yeah yeah uh the monster that was terrorizing everybody at the beginning of the the cut back to ancient times uh they drag him into the swamp and he goes ass over tea kettle because turns out heavy monsters are bad at walking through swampy water Mm -hmm. yep Ooh, fuck you, Lou. Fuck you. I'm sorry. I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little angry right now. Fuck you. So then we get the old guy saying, "Yep, they were building this temple, and you should all go and find them." And then we cut to them escaping more, and things happen. People are racist to a fairy. Oh yeah. Well, uh, specifically, Chris is racist to the fairy. Uh, remember when I called him a uh, uh, time traveling Trump? He literally says "you people" to, to the, the winged fairy person. I'm like, "Holy shit! You just went back in time!" And like, you're just like, "Nah, dog. I've got my principles. That's different than me. I don't like it. It's a you people." But but what I also found super weird was like, it's very clearly a fantasy setting, and then all of the like people who live in that setting also hate the fairy did fairies commit global atrocities that's the question i'm left with maybe i I don't know (laughs) what i'm i'm sitting back and thinking about it right now and the character of chris comes off as like a weird racist keanu reeves because he has no higher low points like early acting career keanu reeves (laughs) do you know what i'm talking about like young keanu didn't have a lot of emotional range i'm not saying he does now like, John Wick's about as good as we get. <laughs> Where he's got angry and sad. You figured out two emotions, guys. Hey, you forgot melancholy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, like, he, he it, it's like one of the Bill and or the Ted got sent back in time and but was also racist. Because he's very like, whoa. There's no real emotional reaction to anything. He's just like, okay, we're in. We're back in time. I mean, that could be said for every single character in this show. Right. It's the entire, the entire cast is playing Bill and or Ted all the time. And that's fucked up. That is a weird choice. Who lets you guys make that choice? There should have been someone supervising. If only there was like a staff of people, say from an animation studio or like a director. Right. Yeah. Like, they should really invent director as a position on creative projects to maybe kind of keep a consistency (laughs) and a vision of a project uh, kind of cohesive. I'm just pitching it. I I know, it's weird. It's out of the box. You're blowing my mind with all these new ideas. So, we cut back to the old dude, and this guy in gold armor rocks up. And the old dude is, like, having breakfast. It seems like no time has passed and suddenly breakfast is happening. And then I think the gist of this entire conversation is that the guy in armor thinks that the old dude... I'm going to say right now, I did not write down any names. I know Chris because it's fucking weird. Oh, it's so jarring whenever they say Lord Chris. (laughs) Because every other name is, like... The most ridiculous fantasy name that you could concoct. <laughs> yeah, they talk about the Baraju tree, and it's like, the fuck? Because yeah, the whole crux of this is like, 
the guard guy is accusing the old man of letting them escape so that he would lead them to this magic tree that if they declare war under, they will win the war. Yeah, it's it's a MacGuffin. It's like an Ark of the Covenant kind of thing. You know, you got the blessing of the tree, you're going to win. Okay, great. So then we're on rafts. Yep, yep. It's time to go all, like, uh, you know, Adventure of Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn uh, kind of bullshit and float down the rivers on the raft. Now, my favorite part of this particular scene is it's apparently a rough go, and, like, everyone's doing, like, whoa, the rapids are so rough kind of voices, but the thing that really fucks me off is that they've got about 30 seconds of all these castmates doing the whoa, and then they just loop it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the scene's, like, two minutes, and they definitely, oh, it's... They, they never stop. You just, every once in a while, you'll get somebody saying a line of dialogue over the bad loop of the voices doing the woes. So then to break out of this entire situation, we cut back to Chris in the modern day? <laughs> yeah, like... The genuine fuck is going on? At that point, I was fucking dumbfounded. Like, I <laughs> thought he had died. <laughs> Because, like, when we see him, his soul gets sucked out of his body and he's heading towards a truck. Yeah. <laughs> with his anal motorcycle helmet. I, I was totally okay with rationalizing this as, like, oh, he's in a coma and this is the dream he's having. That That's very much what I wanted, was that <laughs> that was the case that, like, maybe this is just the bullshit a brain experiences as it slowly shuts down. And that's what we're <laughs> walking through. But, no, this is just bad writing. Which is worse. So he is at home, and his his grandma basically says, Oh, I see you've lost your necklace. That is very important. It carries the blessing of the shrine. I'll just go and get another one. Right. Like, <laughs> they emphasized, what, ten minutes ago that this necklace was super duper important and that he should never lose it. And then grandma's like, Oh, no, it's cool, dog. I've got a drawer full of them. Because <laughs> it's it's so important in the alternate reality because they keep talking about bells and how that drew Gazi's wing and the holy warrior to them. And there's like a priestess who's bedecked in bells. Yeah, um, we should also mention that mom is dressed like she got up from her Victorian nap. <laughs> She's got like a long flowing bed gown and like the, the full on cap going too. And like grandma's not even rocking this shit. And she seems kind of out of it. I don't know that <laughs> that that's the impression I got. And she's like, you have more bruises on you. Those don't look like kendo bruises. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's just, it's just very weird. Like, I think at that point when we were watching it, I made a, I'm into BDSM uh, joke. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that, mom? You, you want to have this conversation? Because I will not stop staring you in the eyes as I tell you what I'm into. You ready for this? The thing that is wild, for all like the exposition that they give you, they have that line, and I guess the 
the idea is that all of the bruises he gets in the alternate reality he is like being reflected on his body in the here and now. But of all the things they like just don't talk about, it's this specific thing. Right? Like they imply it, but they don't really explore that. And they explore a lot of shit, way more than what it needs to be. And this one, they just kind of like they hand wave. Yeah, it's like in the previous scene, we got like a two minute description of the monsters that live in this swamp, which is longer than it takes to actually deal with the monsters in the swamp. 100%. Yes. God damn, this shit sucks. <laughs> so they make it across the river. Fuck you, Lou. <laughs> Just got to keep throwing it in there. It's my mantra. It's, it's what's helping me power, power through right now. They make it across the river. Uh, they ask the question, is this Garzi's wing again? And I think this is where we get like the psychic link between his soul and his body. Oh, the conversation between Chris and Chris is... Yeah, buddy. This is where we start to explore the concept of sharpness and how the sword that Chris has in the past (laughs) is not sharp. He is very emphatic on that it's not sharp. His sword is unbelievably dull. After, like, cutting up a man's leg. Not just a man's leg. He chopped through a big fucking tick spider monster with Mm -hmm. this sword, and it didn't look like he used a lot of force to do it. But apparently that's dull. I mean... There is a precedent in anime for very dull swords to fucking murder people, but usually they're attached to giant buff dudes. Well, yeah, I mean, a Scottish claymore is dull (laughs) as fuck, but it's a big hunk of metal. If you smack it against somebody, it hurts. Yeah. So, Chris, upon learning that his soul has been transported into a fantasy world, starts telling his soul to make gunpowder? Yeah... Which, we find out later, the tribes people already have an abundance of. Yeah, but apparently their gunpowder works a little differently, because if you drop it on the ground, it ignites and explodes. If you yeet it, it explodes, yeah. Yeah, um, okay. Uh, Physics works a little different in this world. Gunpowder, explosive when it touches the ground. God damn, this is dumb. Hey, speaking of dumb, so some people got injured during the battles and fording the river. So, (laughs) the best use for the injured is to tie them to trees to let the people that are chasing them murder them, because that will be a distraction. Right, it's going to slow them down. You know what? At this point, I don't know that there's a bad guy in this. Or (laughs) that there's a good guy in this. You know what? Both sides should fucking die. One are slavers, the others are like, yeah... Fuck the semi-injured people. Let them be slaughtered so that we can save ourselves. Like, everyone's a shitlord in this. Everyone is the fucking worst. Oh, God. So... Why, Lou? I like you. I like you, and you did this. You did this to me. You did this to Joe. You did this to us, your friends? And... I just... I have to evaluate our friendship. Right? Like, I'm seriously questioning things at this point. I mean, I know I've done a lot of shitty things, and maybe this is karma, just catching up with me. But, like, the friendship part, it hurts. It hurts deep down inside. And I'm less smart now, because I watched this. (laughs) 
So, they start going up a pink mountain. Yeah, uh, it's definitely got... It, it looks like it's a mountain made entirely of Himalayan pink salt, basically. <laughs> it's, about that, it's about that shade. Yeah. So, what I'm confused about for this is, like, they send their great leader off to go up a dangerous path, which is the mountain. And then the rest of them go to exactly the same mountain and they meet up later? Oh, there's two paths. There's the one that's completely safe, and they took that one. And they sent their their destined leader up the dangerous as fuck one. He's got to earn that title. And nothing comes of that. No, uh, nothing comes of anything of this episode. <laughs> it is literally just the worst. It is... It is 29.38, I think, was the total. 29 minutes, 38 seconds of my life that I will never get back. And I'm talking about it. So it's more time that I'm dumping down that well right now. <laughs> so they, they start laying traps using this, like, explosive stuff. And... That's a lot of credit you're giving them. There's a dude <laughs> with some fuses that... Every time he lights one, he's like, please do what I want, basically, to the gunpowder. And it does? So I guess it works. Mostly. Uh, the god of bombs, uh, Bomberman, uh, has clearly <laughs> blessed this boy. Praise be unto Bomberman. Hallowed is thy fuse. <laughs> <laughs> Three is the number that thou shalt count to. Not one, not two, but three. Unless they are to be said before the preceding number. Five is right up. <laughs> okay, this is how much you can tell we enjoyed this anime. We're doing Monty <laughs> Python at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not. Monty Python's better. We've given you more quality than what this anime gave us. Oh, fuck me. Ah, uh, here's the problem is we're running into the last part of this is all pursuit and very little fucking happens other than exposition and random traps. Mm -hmm. Like we can hand wave a whole big chunk of this because it's so dumb and just filler nonsense that doesn't do anything for the plot, I think, because as far as I can tell, there's not really a plot. They're just a chase scene. There's a series of things happening to establish that this is the Holy Warrior, but we don't know what that means, and we don't know the stakes of the world. For an anime that loves to just exposition dump from every character's mouth, they explain almost fucking nothing. And that's impressive. That is, that is politician levels of just running <laughs> your mouth with saying zero. God, it's so fucking weird. Especially that we know that, like, this show is three episodes long, 30 minutes at a time. 30 torturous minutes. It's just the idea that, oh man, how do we fit world building into this to give relevance and stakes to the story we're going to tell? I don't know, just have 95% of the dialogue be world building. That's, that's how you do that, right? Ooh, no it isn't, because... At the end of this, I was not concerned with one goddamn character. I was not invested in anybody. 
And the world was so uninteresting that, oh, man, I, I could have done any number of other things, you know, clean up around the house, <laughs> sit on a, a dildo made of sandpaper. There's a lot of other things I could have been doing that would have been more pleasant than this. And yet here I am watching this. Fuck you, Lou. <laughs> That's just going to be the episode title. <laughs> I mean, it's my mantra here. I I love you to death, Lou, but, like, you've done us a bad, man. <laughs> and you know you did. That's the worst fucking part. Well, you helped. I helped. Oh, I <laughs> blind box picked. That is not on me. You've tried to put that shit on me with the birthday episodes. But, oh, it's your fault. No, Joe. No, 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 no. So some fucking stuff happens, and now we're in caves, and Chris is licking an arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the line I want to point out here when he goes to use said arrow is that I played with my grandfather's mm. arrows <laughs> when I was young. I should be able to do this now. Something like that. It's not that he, he had used his grandfather's bow. He played with his grandfather's arrows. Yeah, you know, he had to take breaks while eating dirt just to write stuff in it. Using fucking arrows. <laughs> Thank you, Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> so, the most disgusting thing that happens during this show is the fairy starts talking about how her wings are oily, and then we get a close-up of her back, which is oh, yeah. fucking mm. hell. Makes a little gorge rise in the throat. The shit of nightmares is the skeleton of a spine that just has skin stretched over it. Yeah, it's it's not pleasant to look at in any way. But hey, now that that has haunted my nightmares, he can attach like gunpowder to an arrow and blow some shit up. So fuck yay. yeah, we got some fairy winges. It's time to powder up that arrow. <laughs> So, some stuff happens. <laughs> Fucking hell. They fight. Fighting happens. Um, yep. More traps are revealed. Uh, the guard who are chasing them have a counter trap that is lanterns on sticks. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just as. Uh, like, I can hear your exasperation, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> And I am feeling you, brother. I don't know how to talk about this because it's such bullshit that there, it doesn't feel like there's stakes at any given point. Like stuff's happening. People are dying and you don't care because it's so dumb and bad that you shouldn't have made it to this point. You should have stopped watching when you realized it was dumb and bad five minutes in. And yet here we are. <laughs> there was a moment as we were watching this that was like, well, at least we're nearly done. Oh, there's 20 minutes remaining? Huh. So... I bet there's another conversation between Chris and Chris that is basically reinforcing the fact that, oh, I'm a stranger in a strange land. I, I'm racist towards fairies and the people of this time. Like, he's a time racist as well. Oh, yeah, he, he definitely says I'm surrounded by foreigners at one point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoa! 
you have a really weird racist view for a person that has the word anal on their helmet uh, of their motorcycle. It's buck wild. And okay, so there's a fight going on. Um, people are blowing up. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like a one on one fight between Chris and the guard dude. Somewhere in there, there was a prophecy about how the Holy Warrior was going to save them. And he looks like fucking Saint Seiya with his giant golden-ass codpiece. I'm just going to, like, pick things out as I remember them, because, like, there's a fight, the show ends, and we're nearly there. <laughs> oh, God. I can, I can taste it. I can taste... This is going to be a short episode, because there's just not a lot to chew on here. This is bad. Don't watch this. We had to. Don't. Just save yourself. I, w- I would not recommend watching this. So, Chris fights the guard boy with his very blunt sword, and then grows wings again, and then gets thrown a new sword, and then the cave explodes, and the guard guy yells out, I am defeated! Yep, yeah, uh, I think that, that about covers exactly that. See, the problem is that there's nothing to interpret here. It is literally everything you see is everything you get. And the characters are literally saying the words of the things that you're seeing. So to actually review this is very difficult because it's not really a product or a story. There weren't three acts, which is pretty typical. It was like 1.5 acts. There was 0.5 in the beginning with uh, a live present day Chris and then Soul Chris over here is like the one act because it's just a giant chase sequence the entire time. Man, it just everything about this is wrong and feels bad. And I feel bad for watching it. And Lou, you're a bad person for making me watch it. So I hope you're happy. And then that's that's the end. <laughs> we got that. Oh God! I mean, this is a short episode, but God damn, am I happy we're here because. Whew, that is that is arguably the worst thing that we have watched. It hasn't made me the angriest because it was too dumb to be angry at. It's like when your dog shits on your carpet. Like, you're not happy that it happened, but, like, your dog's just doing the best it could, right? You know, it, it's not like it wanted to piss you off. This is just, it's just your dog. It wants you to love it. It's just a dumb, hairy thing. It's just not a good boy. My main takeaway from this show was I was aggressively confused. I had to wholeheartedly agree when he said that. Uh, like, it made so much sense. The phrase aggressively confused. Before this show, I would not have understood what that meant. And now <laughs> I do. There are things that have made, like, that we have watched and talked about that made me more angry. This was just kind of a thing that the whole time. I was acutely aware that I don't think we're going to be able to get like a show out of this, which is something that I don't think I've thought for any other anime. <laughs> There's some that I thought we were going to get short shows out of that actually mm. a lot of the time we fall down some weird rabbit hole and it ends up longer. Yeah. And that's not even us like trying to like vamp for the, the recording. Like it just we just fall down weird rabbit holes discussing it. Polar Bear Cafe, for instance, um, we <laughs> fell down on, like, what kind of monster world is this? Like, it, when we peel back the skin. But uh, this one, 
No, there's there's nothing there, man. There's nothing really to speculate about, like, how the next hour of this show goes. It goes dumbly. That's how it goes. Yeah, I assume there is more killing. They get to the tree, there's a fight at the tree, and then the world is saved and stuff happens. I assume there is a love interest thrown in. I assume it's the girl who was very racist against a fairy. That's how this show goes. And there's nothing fun to talk about there. Fuck you, Lou. Yeah! I got one in the end. Everybody, I need you to tweet at Lou Talks Anime uh, with the hashtag Fuck You Lou. <laughs> Don't do that. That's mean. No. We're allowed to do it because he did it to us. Yeah, but I think it'd be funny if he, <laughs> if everyone let him know that they were listening to our show and they wanted to show him some appreciation for what he did to us. Do it in love. Do a hashtag fucking Lou <laughs> at Lou Talks Anime uh, in love. You know, just hashtag fuck you Lou and then space in love. <laughs> hashtag fuck you Lou with the heart emoji of your choice. I can right. get behind that. All right, yes. It is a loving fuck you. That's, And I think everybody that's <laughs> ever come on, because I've told a lot of people fuck you on our show that have been guests on our show. I think almost every one of them, in fact. Uh, I do it from a place of love. I'm a weird guy, what do you want? Because once again, like people want to come on the show and be like, hey, th here's this cool anime. And then a lot of times, people give their guest recommendations and it's not great. I understand why you do it. I know why. Like, I understand because there's some entertainment value for that uh for you, uh, you're like, here's this sun-baked turd of an anime that I've picked for you. Talk about <laughs> it for an hour. But, I mean, I don't think this one's going to make it an hour unless we, like, start... Hey, you want to talk about video game trailers? Because, <laughs> I mean, once this is edited down, this ain't an hour right now. <laughs> this is, like, 20 minutes. So, yeah, I would just say, Lou, I love you so much, but fuck you. Um, Travis, do you want to do that thing? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I could do that thing. It's about that time, huh? Yep. Man, I gotta remember how. It's been a minute. Um, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Next time on WTF Anime. So next time, we have a guest, and hopefully he doesn't do the same thing that Lou did to us. Oh, really? Who's the guest? So we are gonna have back, in the interim of having recorded that episode and recording this episode, he has become so obsessed with anime and it's fucking delightful. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> so good. Are we responsible for that a little bit? <laughs> I, I like to think that we were involved somehow. So yeah, six months ago, we sat down with Jake Mason to talk about My Hero Academia Season 2, Episode 10. It's a good episode. It's very good. So good. And yeah, you guys will finally get to hear that. I mean, Jake's been waiting for like six months uh, to hear this, I think. <laughs> At this point, it's all going to be a surprise. He forgot what he said. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when we're watching uh, My Hero Academia, Season 2, Episode 10, Shoto Todoroki, Origin. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I guess it's on to business then. Joe, you want to hit him?
Yeah, so here we go, podcast voice. If you would like to follow the show on Twitter, we are there at WTF Anime Show, and you can reach out to us via email by hitting us up at WTF Anime Show at gmail.com. Uh, we had a bit of a break. Yep, sorry about that. That's kind of thing that needed to happen. And we've been recording since then in like a weird way. Uh, we have some recommendations that we will be getting to. I've gotten your emails. I have been very excited to read them, and we will be doing some of your recommendations. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at the Joe Hadfield. Travis, do your stuff. Cool. All right. So uh, if you want to hit me up on the Twitter, I am at Dice Lobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. And remember, I don't run the WTF handle. So if you're tweeting at the show, and you want to talk to me too. You got to tag me as well. Uh, that said, if you like us in general, which God, why? And you want to hear us do dumb characters and whatnot? Uh, you should check out the Lost Library cast where Joe and I both play characters and run games and all that good stuff, yeah? That is that is a thing we do. We have stuff in the works right now that you'll be able to hear that is not GM'd by me. But if you want to listen to something GM'd by me, uh, I run Fifth Watch with the wonderful Travis as our resident German sad boy. And it's just gay superheroes not doing any superhero work, and it's fucking amazing. They try their best. They really, one day they <laughs> might figure out how to do a superhero, but right now they're just trying to figure out how to do a teen, a gay teen. And that's, that's superheroic work all in <laughs> itself, right? I mean, it's a lot of work. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, is that it? Did we do a podcast? We did exactly one unit of a podcast. Sort of. Cool. <laughs> so I guess with that, bye. Bye. Fuck you, Lou. Hashtag fuck you, Lou. <laughs> <laughs>